0: Every single one of us experiences fear in some form or another. So what actually is fear? And what are some measures that we can put in place to help us overcome our fears? Well, we're going to be talking all about that in today's episode of Real Talk. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Cain Adams. This is the podcast where we talk about all things therapy. So we talk about uh, topics like boundaries or burnout or self-awareness or uh, personalities or fear or envy and forgiveness, uh, um, anxiety, all those kind of things. And then we also bring together a theological aspect as well, uh, like bringing together therapy on theology. So talking about how the Bible can back up a lot of this, uh, a lot of this stuff that we learn in therapy and bringing the two together and so that's what the podcast is kind of about and today we're going to be talking about fear Because fear is something that I think well I don't think I know that every single one of us experiences in some form or another Um, Some of our fears can be rational some of our fears can be irrational um, But either way every single one of us experiences fear in some form or another and when I think about fear I'm reminded about that meme, which I'm sure some of you have seen, and there'll be a lot of you probably there who haven't, but um, that goes around on social media of Scorpio from The Simpsons, and you have the paint at the top that says, you know, um, me, I'm feeling so depressed. Them, well, just don't be depressed then. And then a picture of him going, ugh, why didn't I think of that? And it's funny because I think a lot of us can... Uh, look at fear that way as well. You know, uh, I, we could say I'm so afraid, and perhaps we experienced. People say, "Well, just get over it," you know, or or it's nothing to be afraid of, or or just don't be afraid of it. And it's like, well, no, fear is a, a lot more complex than that. Um, it's not just about getting over it. There's got to be measures that you put in place to actually overcome the fear that you're facing. And I think we can kind of treat fear that way as well, particularly in regards with other people uh, if they are experiencing a fear we can be less uh, empathetic and and just think, oh, why don't I just get over it? And I think there's two reasons why we can think that. The first uh, being that we probably don't understand exactly the fear that they're experiencing. Um, But secondly, I think quite often we can be so absorbed in our own fears uh, and in a way kind of embarrassed because we actually don't know the answer uh, when it comes to overcoming our own fear. And so in a way we perhaps lie to ourselves as well as lie to them. Unknowingly, uh, thinking that if that fear is just something that you can get over, um, uh, and, and we tell that to ourselves to try and kind of alleviate the feelings of fear that we feel, but of course it doesn't work. Uh, that fear is not just something that you can get over or or push aside, but it's got to be something that we face head on. And so we're going to be talking all about that today. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of what is fear and what are the measures that we can put in place to overcome it. Cool. Let's get into it. So. What is fear? Well, I think a good way to look at fear first is to distinguish it from anxiety, because there is a difference between the two. Most people kind of think anxiety and fear are synonyms, but I I like to think that there are actually some quite different characteristics with fear and anxiety. Anxiety is more of an overall uneasiness or discomfort with life, where you experience fear, but not so much with specific circumstances, but more so overall in life. So, so there are. So you're kind of afraid of almost every aspect of life, um, and there could be reasons that you're. Well, you could be afraid for reasons that you do not know, um, and you could feel a sense of uneasiness even when there is absolutely nothing to be uneasy about, and and it's kind of a general uneasiness that you experience over many areas of your life, whereas fear tends to be more circumstantial. It tends to be tied more to specific obstacles, specific challenges, um, specific circumstances. For example, you could feel a little anxious about money, but not be afraid of it, uh, which can indicate that you probably experience anxiety in multiple areas of your life. And it's that overall uneasiness and discomfort. Whereas on the flip side, with fear, you could have a deep fear of money um, or a deep fear of financial ruin, but all the other areas in your life are quite stable uh, in terms of what you're afraid of and what you're not. So, so that says that's, that's more of a, a specific circumstantial fear that we need to face. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're not going to be talking about anxiety. We're talking about that circumstantial fear that we face that are connected to very real and circumstantial things. So we read in Second Timothy 1 verse 7, one of my go-to scriptures in the Bible, and it says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, I'm sure you've probably heard that scripture before, but powerful. uh, Because it says that that fear is not of God. Fear is absolutely not of God. It is not something that He has ordained. It is not something that He has designed. Uh, From perhaps a neurological or a biological point of view, I believe that God has created us with warning systems uh, inside internal warning systems that help us keep out of danger. For example, if you're standing in the middle of a road and a car is hurtling towards you, uh, it would be unnatural and not in your favour for you not to feel any uh, feelings of caution. Otherwise, you would die. So, so we have that internal warning system inside that helps us, and I think that is something that is God ordained. But I think it's probably the the works of the devil. <laughs> Uh, where that fear, or, or as to say, that warning system has been put into absolute maximum overdrive, uh, and we become deeply afraid of things that we ought not to be, um, or deeply afraid of things that that um, that are that are irrational or or far outside of just keeping us safe. And so, in a way, I think God will use that to our to our advantage and to His advantage as well, because as we learn to overcome our fear, we learn resilience, we learn courage, we learn bravery. uh, And that is something that um, is absolutely, could be one of our greatest assets in life. Okay, so that's basically what fear is. Now, I want us to go through three steps, kind of three measures that we can put in place to help us overcome our fears. Um, So let's go through them. The first one, number one, recognize your fears. If you want to overcome your fear, you must recognize it. I think it's safe to say that, it's well, you can't overcome a fear that you don't recognize or or don't acknowledge, or you refuse to even see that it's there, then you're never going to overcome it. Uh, I love this quote from Tim Keller. He says, self-deception is the almost infinite ability of the heart to hide the truth from itself when that truth is either too unpleasant or too uncomfortable to handle. And that is fear in a nutshell, I think, for a lot of us, that we become so deeply afraid of the fear that we don't want to face it, that we pretend that it's not there, that we hide our heart from it because the truth of the reality of that fear in our life is too unpleasant or too uncomfortable to handle. And so we can't be running away from our fear. We need to acknowledge that it's there in the first place. So it's important that we place language on our fear, that we actually give it a name uh, so that we know what we're actually fighting against because Otherwise, what happens is any time a certain circumstance or situation pops up in our lives and what happens is we feel this kind of arbitrary feeling of discomfort and deep fear and and frightfulness. Uh, and because we haven't given it a name, we don't know what it is. And so we just try to run away from it and try to not feel that feeling. And then, of course, what happens is every single time that circumstance pops up, that same feeling comes back um, and and we just we can't overcome it because we are are refusing to even acknowledge that it's there. So we've got to give it language so that we know what we're actually fighting against. Some examples of some fear that we face here are some practical ones. You could have a fear of heights, a fear of insects, a fear of flying. A lot of people have that. A fear of public speaking, a fear of the dark, a fear of closed spaces or claustrophobia, uh, a fear of blood. Those are kind of some common ones that that people recognize. But here are some fears that a lot of us can have that are perhaps a little more complex that maybe we don't think about that can affect us every single day. That could be things like a fear of social interaction, a fear of relationships or dating, a fear of loneliness, a fear of death, a fear of danger. So that could be like traveling. That could be rational or irrational. A fear of confrontation. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that one. A fear of financial ruin. So perhaps uh, you've experienced bankruptcy in the past or gone through a recession and so you can have this deep fear of financial ruin. Uh, A fear of failure Um, and which is quite common, very common. But here's an interesting one. Uh, A fear of success. I think you'll find that there can be people who have a fear of success as well. Uh, Perhaps they start a business or they start some new venture and it actually starts to go well and they can feel so under the pressure of having to keep it up that they have this deep fear of success, so they sabotage themselves. Uh, so that can be actually quite common as well. So how do we find our fears? How do we find out what they are? Well, basically, if you find yourself in a circumstance where, or a situation where you feel this these intense feelings of discomfort or this just incredible urge to just get out of there Um, or or irrational irritability, inordinate irritability where you just suddenly become really aggressive or really irritable in a situation that doesn't warrant it at all, then chances are that that's deep fear in your life that you need to look at. So that comes back to, I suppose, to a bit of self-awareness that when you find yourself feeling really uncomfortable, feeling really irritable, feeling really deeply afraid whenever you're put into a a certain circumstance. That's the time when you need to stop and ask yourself, is this something that I'm afraid of? And if it is, then that's a great first step. You've just recognized and acknowledged your fear. Well done. Uh, Okay, so that's the first thing you need to do. Recognize your fear. Number two, you need to realize that at some point in your life, you're going to have to face your fear. At some point in your life, you're going to have to face your fear. Um, When I was, well, before I was born, uh, one of my uncles passed away very tragically. It was a tragic death. He was overseas at the time. And um, I remember my mother telling me that when she found out her brother had died, she was about 13 at the time, when she found out that he died, she ran into her bedroom, climbed underneath her blanket and thought to herself, if I just stay here underneath the blanket, then none of it will be true. And I think that story is a depiction of what a lot of us do in our hearts. I think we hide under the metaphorical blanket in our lives, thinking that if we just stay under here, if we just stay safe and stay comfortable, then we won't have to face our fears and none of our fears will be true. Uh, But unfortunately, that's absolutely not true. Um, You can't run away from your fear uh, because otherwise... Basically, you overcome your fear or your fear overcomes you. There's no third option. And so there comes a point where we're going to have to come out from underneath the blanket and face our fear. When it comes to fear, we find that there are two kind of extreme stances and ways of looking at it. And on one side, we have the overly religious side, which kind of says, if you have fear, then you clearly don't have enough faith. You shouldn't have fear at all. Uh, If you have fear, you don't have enough faith. You need to pray more. You need to do more um, to kind of rid yourself of that fear. But what you do is you don't acknowledge it because that's embarrassing. So that's kind of the overly religious side on one end of the spectrum. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have the overly empathetic side, which says it's okay to have fear. It's okay to be afraid and to experience it. You don't need to do anything about it. You don't need to face that circumstance. As long as you're just safe and comfortable, then everything will be okay. And that's kind of the overly empathetic side of looking at it. The problem is, is that neither of these sides are helpful for us. And neither of these sides will cure us of our fear. Because on one side with the overly religious, if we put on the bravado and pretend that the fear is not there and just have enough faith and just, you know, um, just, just I'm, I'm perfect or, or this pressure to be perfect, this pressure to be uh, uh, so full of faith and fearless, uh, then we're not even acknowledging our fear. So the, the, our fear is just going to come and get us at some point. And then, of course, on the other end of the of the spectrum, with the overly empathetic side, if you acknowledge your fear, but you hide away from it, and you just try and keep yourself safe and try and keep yourself comfortable, what you're going to do is you're going to find yourself cowering, living your life cowering away in the corner, looking at the scary monster from afar, hoping that it's never going to come and get you. Uh, but, of course, at some point it will. So, and... And I think it's, it's very difficult in our Western culture because our Western culture tends to uh, major on comfortability. There's such a massive focus uh, online through social media of just being comfortable, just be comfortable, just be comfortable. Um, but we were not designed to, to be comfortable. It kind of reminds me actually of this, the CS Lewis quote, he says, um, what is it? He says, if you find truth, you may find incredible comfort in the end. But if you seek comfort, you will find neither comfort nor truth. So, truth is, is truth has to supersede our comfort in life. Facing our fear has to supersede our comfort in life. Because when we look at these two sides, the overly religious and the overly empathetic, the gospel doesn't side with either. Instead, the gospel says, it's okay to be experiencing fear. It's okay to be afraid. Now let's face these fears together with Jesus, giving us strength through his grace, because bravery is better than safety. It's better to be brave than to be safe. It's better to be brave than to be comfortable. And I think that's the reason why we revere people like Martin Luther King Jr. uh, with the civil rights movement or the brave, incredible firefighters of 9-11 who risked their lives, who gave their lives to climb up those burning towers to save thousands of people. And we revere these people, not because they're safe. We revere these people because they're brave. And so, like we said, putting on the bravado and pretending the fear is not there is not going to work. And then also trying to be as comfortable and as safe as possible, avoiding the fear is also not going to work. Because we have to understand that bravery is better than safety. The only way that you can defeat your fear is to face it head on. You've got to face it head on. Um, And here's a truth, which I'm sure a lot of people don't want to hear, but it's true. And that it's that you cannot run away from your fear. You can only defeat it. You can't escape your fear. You have to face it head on and defeat it. There's no other way. I think deep down, even though facing our fear requires a lot of courage and a lot of bravery, I think deep down each and every one of us wants to do it uh, because we're drawn to a sense of adventure. We don't want to go through life just being comfortable because that's boring. Um, I think deep down we want a little excitement. We want a little thrill. And believe me, Facing your fears head-on is the most thrilling thing that you could ever do with your life. Facing your fears head-on is the most exciting, the most adventurous thing that you can do. And we want to do it because we can see the sense of victory that we receive at the end. That we can actually be something quite amazing and something quite great. That we don't have to succumb to weakness. That we don't have to succumb to being a weak person, a feeble person, but instead... We can be someone with strength that can overcome our fear and that can live a life in strength and confidence. And that's very attractable to a lot of people. So I think deep down, a lot of us want to do it because there's such a sense of adventure attached to it. So that's the second point, is that we have to recognize at some point in life that we're gonna to have to face our fears. So we need to um, acknowledge our fears, what they are. We need to recognize that we'll need to face them at some point. And then number three, we need to actually face them. So how do we do that? How do we face our fears? Well, it's kind of like I said in, a, in the last episode, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. And it's the same with fear, is that we've got to take our fears one step at a time. Kind of like, again, with our last episode, I talked about reducing your ambition. And we need to do exactly the same when it comes to facing our fear, is that we don't just go straight for the big, the big gun. We don't go straight for the big monster, but instead we reduce our fear into little manageable tasks or little fears that we can overcome. Uh, for example, you might have a fear of public speaking. If you've got a fear of public speaking, it's probably not wise for you to go and uh, present a 45-minute presentation to 300 people. Uh, it'll be too much for you. You'll, you'll, just, uh, you'll explode. <laughs> so if you've got a fear of public speaking, it's probably better that you perhaps prepare a 10-minute talk that you'd speak in front of 30 people or a five-minute talk in front of 10 people. Or if it's really bad, you could do a two-minute talk in front of five people. Start there. Start with a two-minute talk in front of five people. And then once you've overcome that, then you can go into the next one. Do a 10-minute do a talk in front of 30 people or, or whatever it was, 10 people. Um, and, and you take it step-by-step step through manageable tasks. Through, in a way that is manageable, that you're able to overcome the fear step by step. So that's the first way of, of, of facing it head on. Something to understand is that there is a difference between being less afraid and becoming braver. Being less afraid is saying, oh, well, this world isn't as scary as I thought, and it's not as dangerous as I thought. Silly me, I shouldn't have been so afraid. Uh, that's being less afraid. But that's not what we're talking about. Becoming braver is recognizing the dangers of that fear and voluntarily moving forward despite what those dangers are. Uh, And as you do that, you find that you kind of receive this inner resilience to be able to overcome many fears of your life. So it's not about just not being afraid anymore. It's about recognizing what the dangers are and moving forward despite those dangers. That's how you become brave. Uh, In a way, it's kind of like a domino effect once you overcome perhaps a small fear, maybe you might have a fear of roller coasters, I don't know. Um, and so you pluck up the courage, you go to a theme park and you ride a roller coaster uh, and you overcome that fear. What happens is you kind of gain an Ill- an inner resilience to be able to overcome not just that fear, but many other fears in your life. And it's like a domino effect. So you, f- you face one small fear, then that gives you the strength to face the next one, which gives you the strength to face the next one. And before you know it, you'll be... Overcoming fears that you never dreamed that you could overcome, which is incredible. Uh, Another idea as well is don't face your fears alone. Um, I think particularly if it's something that is quite gripping uh, and something that is really affecting your life in a negative way, then it is a good idea to talk to someone about it. Talk to a counselor, talk to a pastor, talk to a friend, uh, uh, talk to a family member, someone that you can talk to and let them know that you want to overcome the fear and ask for them to assist you in whatever way possible, whether it's through simply encouragement or prayer or, or helping you to literally overcome the fear. Um, but it's a good idea not to do it alone, but to have someone that can support you. Um, and then I guess as from a Christian perspective, a good idea is to well is to pray that God will give you the strength to overcome the fear. Um, something that he's not going to do is just take the fear away from you because I don't think that's how God works. Um, particularly from a biblical perspective perspective, he'll give you the strength to work through the fear, uh, but he's not just going to take it away. Because if he takes it away, then you're not going to learn the resilience. You're not going to become brave. Uh, I think a good example of this would be um, Elijah and Jezebel in, in the Bible, where Elijah was running away from Jezebel and then he was hidden, hiding in a cave. And instead of just taking Jezebel out, you know, instead of God just getting rid of her, um, you know the Angel of the Lord appears to Elijah and comforts him, and then gently nudges him back to to face Ahab and to face jezebel uh, so he didn 't get away scot free uh, instead god he didn 't well, god didn 't take away the fear he gave him the strength to overcome it uh, and to guide him uh, and to push him towards it so so that 's what we want to do um, so there we have it. we want to recognize our fears we want to realize that there will come a point in our life that we have to face our fears and then we have to actually face them. I hope that this episode has helped you a lot uh, when it comes to facing fear. Um, And it is a scary thing. It is something that is going to require courage. It's going to require bravery. But like I said before, bravery is always better than safety. Thanks so much for joining. We will see you next time on Real Talk with Kane